When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to week two of Two Toms, One Ash, where we talk all things NFL fantasy football. Now the season's started, we've got a jam-packed episode for you. For today, we'll run through week one fantasy headlines, winners and losers from last week. We'll see how our start and sit recommendations got on before finishing with our week two suggestions. If you like what you're listening to, give us a rating and of course, don't forget to subscribe as well. But for now, for one week only, three toms, one ash. So for this week's episode, we're joined by our first guest. It is another Tom, also known as Middy, amongst other names. Welcome, Middy. Any words to kick off with? No, just uh, like I said, thanks for having me. And uh, obviously, Jet shirt on today, so Breeze Hall Fan Club. After the previous episode, yeah, so Midi is the one, me. the one who picked Brees all up in the second round. Good on him. Um, but Midi is also a Steelers fan and last season's runner-up, so well, commiserations on both, really. Um, so to kick us off, we'll run through uh, some top scorers or fantasy surprises from Week One. So the top fantasy scorers, so Justin Jefferson, 38 points, and he got that on nine receptions, scoring two touchdowns. Uh, what a monster. So no real surprises. It was up there as receiver number one. I think more than anything, I mean, he's an absolute beast, but more of a surprise against that Packers defense, who all offseason were built up to be very good. But um, Jefferson just ran ragged. And then top scorer overall, Patrick Mahomes, 44 points against Cardinals. Through for five touchdowns. Scully, I'll come to you on that one. It didn't look like he missed Tyreek Hill one little bit. I mean, top scorer Patrick Mahomes, is that going to continue, especially without Tyreek Hill? Looks like it, to be fair. He was um probably back to Patrick Mahomes that we all that we all know. Is uh yeah, it, it was amazing. I mean, he's still got lots of targets. Um to aim for anyway, so I think it was proper, probably proven that it was a little bit overstated how much he'd miss Hill because, like you say, he didn't at all, in my opinion. And uh, Kelsey was still brilliant as well for him. I think he was what tight end number one after week week one. So yeah, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, looks it so far, doesn't it? Um, again, as predicted. I think all off season that Patrick Mahomes would be okay and get by. Um, Edward Teller as well, what twenty two points. So again, whether that just balances out Chiefs' offense a little bit more than they have been in the past with Hill. Uh, and then a couple of fantasy surprises, really. So the first one on there, Carson Wentz, thirty eight points, admittedly against Jacksonville, but three hundred and thirteen yards, four touchdowns, still those two interceptions, even against Jacksonville. 
but the third highest scoring quarterback only behind Mahomes and Josh Allen. Um, and then the second surprise, if you like, but more so for where he ranked, Michael Pittman Jr. with 27 points, wide receiver number five. Charlie, I know you were up on him before the draft. You must be even more so now. You must come under that category of a player that you've got that you just love. Yeah, definitely. I said to you guys when we were drafting, he was the only player I wanted to pick up in the third. I, I wasn't. I thought I'd be safe enough to leave him to the third, but I was. It was risky because I was picking towards the end. So yeah, I was. Uh, I was delighted to see him returning points that I thought he would. Um, and I watched. I watched a bit of the game and uh, just was really impressed. It obviously is quite high targets. I mean, hundred and twenty-one. Receiving yards, one touchdown. I don't know if you saw the touchdown as well, but he had to fight to get there. Um, I think he's he's definitely got potential to be up there uh, pushing for uh, wide receiver one overall this year. So uh, watch this space. Yeah, I totally agree. And whether it's, the, the, I mean, there's no other targets really, no other tight ends really for Matt Ryan to throw to. But with Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, I think defences have always got to be mindful of that. So Pittman Jr., especially after that week one against the Texans, big one to watch out for. And then a couple of fantasy surprises on the low end of things. So first one I've picked out, uh, Derek Carr, 17 points, quarterback number 22. So that's one place below Davis Mills. Um, so through two touchdowns, but three interceptions, again, admittedly against a decent Chargers team this season. Um, uh, Devontae Adams went off, but but Derek Carr, not a brilliant start for him. If anyone's got him in your starting lineup, and then the second one, Alan Robinson. Again, a lot of talk about him. Is he this season's uh, Odell Beckham Jr. for the Rams? People picking him up. Definite wide receiver two on the Rams, but then a lot of people's draft board as well. So he finished with just one catch for 12 yards. And again, a little bit like some of the other matchups that we've mentioned. It was against the Bills, so very good Bills defense but midi is alan robinson gonna carry on at that kind of level or is he someone that's worth persevering with sticking with and you think he'll come good um it's a tough one that one actually i think as it's clearly obviously always going to be wide receiver too um but how many points did he get was it just 12 yards was it 12 12 yards so it was two points yeah single digits definitely Ah. So it's it's just one of them. It's I think he will he, he will get more. I think as time goes on, uh, but it's it is a real tough one. I think he's he's, he's always going to be wide receiver too. He will get the odd. I think against the the worst defenses, obviously when the, when the passing game, I think he will get more. But it's I'm going to be have to sit on the fence on this one uh, because I, I just I can't see him. I, I can't see him being a consistent twenty point. Every week in, week out, I think you're going to be getting between 10 and 15, probably on average a week with him. I, I watched a lot of it because I've picked him up on in on another draft um, that we've got. And uh, he was open a lot. Uh, having watched it watched it back and, and um, paid a bit more attention to him, he was open a lot. But it just sent that Stafford, I know we, we spoke about it previously about his issues with his arm. It just seems as though he was he wanted to sit with his comfort of Cooper Cup, throw to Cooper Cup. He knows he, he he's worked with him. It worked well last year. He's just gone back to what he knows to start the season. So 
once he gets a bit more comfortable working together a bit more, I think it, it probably will. It'll start scoring bigger, but it just could take a bit of time. It's whether people are willing to to uh, have him starting in the team whilst he's getting that rhythm going with Stafford. Yeah, I, I agree think... with Tom. It's uh, How much was it his fault and how much was it the fact that just Stafford sent to throw to cup more often than not? Um, I think we we talked about it last week, didn't we? And said, uh, I think it was one of my Sittum Stafford and that was mainly due to the Bills' defence and, and they came out firing and absolutely killed them, really. And they didn't really have much chance to get started. There was nothing in the run game. Um, there was... Yeah, nothing really for them to do, and I, I think yeah, he was he was open, but Stafford just wanted to throw to cup. It seemed to be like Tom said, he's probably his comfort zone. So I don't think it was particularly Robinson's fault, but as he probably gets more comfortable in that offense, he might get more targets. But we'll see. Yeah, I suspect so. I think it was a bit mm-hmm. uncertain as to whether Cooper Cup would just have the same kind of season, whether that was a one-off last season. But but like I said, Stafford just stared him down the whole time. When you've got defence as good as, the, good as the Bills, I don't know how many sacks they got in the end. I know Von Miller had a couple of sacks, didn't they? They could probably cover a couple of good receivers. Um, Rams are playing against the Falcons next week, uh, or this week coming up, week two. Um, so I, ca- I can't imagine the Falcons are going to have that good defensive backs that can cover Cup and Robinson. So it, it might even flip on its head and Cup gets even double covered. Robinson opens up. Did you notice how many um, no-look passes he attempted as well? I think he's just getting a bit too much of himself. Stafford. Yeah. I can imagine once you've got that kind of Cooper Cup connection, maybe, that that is a all over the field, short routes, deep routes, that he's he just going to get there. The place. Mm. It was just all over the place, that game, and uh, they just got pulled apart. Great to but no. see. Yeah, absolutely. Great week. Great start to to the season. So as if it was all planned, all four of us are sat sat here in our draft league as 1-0. Currently undefeated, all winning that first week. Uh, Charlie, we're playing each other this weekend, so uh, one of us is going to lose that O. In the, in the loss column. Uh, Scully, but you were predicted to lose every game this season. How's it feel sat, sitting 1-0? and Just proving the haters, <laughs> haters wrong one week by one week. So 1-0. Uh, Next week needs to be 1-0 again. So, uh, yeah. Great start. Uh, and then for the, for the three of us, so myself, Scully and Charlie, we'll be keeping a record of how we're getting on with the points scored all season. So out of the three of us, uh, third place was you, Scully, 128 points. I was second with 138 points. And then, Charlie, you won this week, 148 points. So currently, 1-0-0 to you, if you like. Any players you'd like to thank on your roster or any, any wise decisions that you made game day or anything like that to get those 148 points? I was glad that I didn't go with what the uh, app was predicting in terms of players because they would have had two of my starters benched and I scored higher with... I think I could have only scored two points higher than what I actually did, which was uh, Pacheco. If I'd have played Pacheco instead of Edmonds, 
Um, I could have got those extra two points, but I think, in fairness, that was the only reason he scored like he did in week one was because the Chiefs game, they just railroaded him, didn't they? So they took all the starters out and just gave the rookies a bit of a chance. So be interesting going forward if he if he gets a bit more play time. But I think big, big scorers were Stefan Diggs, Pittman Jr., who I expected. And then uh, Kyler Murray managed to scrape me some points towards the end of their game. Um, I don't think he had a particularly great game, but those uh, touchdowns towards the end definitely gave me a little points boost just to get me up there and get me the win. Yeah, great, great result, and and it's a good point actually. But I wasn't I wasn't trying to pull out of you actually, but it's difficult to I think go against what what's projected sometimes, and I guess if you go go against what's projected and end up losing or it ends up being correct, then. You feel like a bit of an idiot, and, and why don't I just go with what was projected? But um, but I guess if you can do your own bits of research, you've you've got your own thoughts about a certain defense or who they match up against, then then go for it. So good start and well done, week one. I want to now take a look at last week's starts and sits that we that we suggested. Um, so I'll kick off. So my first start was Alan Lazard, which, as everyone will know, didn't play. Uh, I think we can all agree that if he had played, Packers would have won, Aaron Rodgers would have scored 25 points, and Lazard would have scored a couple of touchdowns, but turns out he didn't. Um, and, uh, and, and and Rodgers clearly missed him. And then DK Metcalf, who I suggested to sit, uh, again proved correct. He only got eight points, but... Again, I think touch and go. So he, he's got seven catches, though, only for 36 yards, but seven catches, and he lost a fumble as well, which no doubt lost in points. Um, but I was kind of pleasantly surprised at DK Metcalf. He was the 55, 55th ranked wide receiver based on those points, and I think the correct decision or suggestion to sit him. But um, but very impressed with the Seahawks and Geno Smith in general, really, and and I think based on playing against the Broncos and just Seahawks being Seahawks that we all shitting on really all off-season, um, I was impressed with him. And, and maybe even Tyler Lockett might even make an appearance in your starting lineup, Charlie, another week. Um, Scully, just summarising yours that you picked last week. So Winston to start and then suggested to sit Stafford. Worked out well? Yeah, relatively. I mean, we've touched on Stafford... He, he got ran all over and uh, the Bills defense stepped up like uh, like we predicted. So happy with that. And then Winston started off pretty shaky, um, but then came good towards the end. Probably not the highest scoring game, again, because their offense pr- practically did nothing in the first half. But when they started to jab a little bit and get going in the second half, it was, um, yeah, it was a lot better. So, yeah. Overall, pretty happy with those picks. Yeah, good shout. And Jameis Winston as well. Like, well, Saints in general looked looked very good. Michael Thomas looked like he's back to his best. Um, Jameis Winston did look decent. And if anything, I think uh, uh, Taysom Hill took some points off him probably, kind of getting some direct snaps uh, and scoring big himself. Yeah, that was but really look, interesting but... that they were doing that quite often. He was just, uh, yeah, running direct from the snap, weren't he? And I think he scored, did he score? One touchdown, two touchdowns. I think he might have got two in the end. Yeah. So, and like you said, running it, and he's always got that backup of he can throw it. He's he's not they're not challenging to be quarterback anymore. But uh, but as a trick play, and 
and squeaking a one-point win against a division rival in week one, then and good on him. So yeah, Jameis Winston and the Saints offense does look good. Charlie, and then your two picks. So you suggested starting Damian Pierce and sitting Cam Akers. How did they turn out? Uh, the sit was a great choice. Um, I think. Have you got you pick Akers up in our main league? Yeah, and I, and I love him. I liked him a lot. I was a bit similar to. He's probably in that. I don't know. Brees Hall, Etienne. I liked him, and I I would have I probably did pick him around higher than I needed to. But yeah, I didn't like him week one. No, big fat zero points. Um, he just didn't seem to get going at all. Um, every time he got the ball, he seemed to just he just seemed to be running into players. Uh, and Daryl Anderson was the complete opposite. He looked uh, comfortable on the ball, making big plays. I know we discussed it last week that McVeigh had come out and said they'd they'd be sharing it. It seemed to be that Henderson was more the lead back over Acres, so that'll be one to watch. Uh, but in terms of my start, that was probably not. Um, I was on the Damien Pierce hype train, and that train came off the tracks very early doors. Um, I think he scored four points, was it? 4.9, something like that. Yeah, Rushed right. for 33 yards. Um, six yards receiving. Yeah, he just was not what I was expecting at all. I think Rex Burkhead played more snaps. I think he... He scored bigger points. Maybe they're just waiting uh, to give Pierce a bit more time to become accustomed to the NFL. But we'll see. We'll see if that train can get back on the tracks. Yeah, and again, for all those reasons, really, that you'd have thought he might have done, because, again, that Texans offense, not a great deal on there. Brandon Cooks is bit of a stalwart, but you'd have thought that, that they'd just run it and keep it away from the Colts' offence. Who was the tight but, end um, that scored quite highly just off? I think he got two... Yeah, OJ Howard, wasn't it? Yeah, two touchdown receptions. Yeah. 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 Again, you wouldn't have thought that's going to be consistent or something to watch out week on week, you wouldn't think. But um, but again, another aspect to the, to the Texans' offence that wasn't planned for. I like Davis Mills, though. I think he's, uh, I think he's pretty good. Yeah, I do. We'll see what they end up doing, Texans, with Lovie Smith as head coach. Got Broncos next week, which, again, see if Broncos will bounce back from that game against the Seahawks or, or just whether they're, they're old news and um, all the hype for nothing on Russell Wilson as Broncos. So coming on to week two's starts and sits and who we suggest you do what with. Scully, I'll come to you first and, and we'll continue your quarterback theme. First quarterback, Matt Ryan against the Jags. Probably start. I think you probably start anybody in an offense against Jacksonville currently. They're, they're not very good. They're a bit of a mess, to be honest. And can't see it getting, getting any better for them. Uh, Ryan was... Okay, um, this weekend, I think he had a good connection though with, with Jonathan Taylor. Um, yeah, I think they'll probably build on that. And I think uh, against Jacksonville, he could uh, he could score relatively high. So I'd, I'd start him this week. Yeah, 17 points last week. 
Um, you can only expect that, that he's going to get better and more comfortable in that offense. That's what we mentioned about Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman. And the second one, Aaron Rodgers. So just after 3.7 points last week, up against Chicago this week, starting a city. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is this is more tough for me because um, Chicago hate him because he always goes off against against the Bears, but um, they look lost. I mean, you saw his body language, you saw his facial expressions when his receivers dropped easy easy catches. Um, they just never got going. Their offensive line were tucked to pieces by the Vikings. Um, it's I'm not sure. It's probably the first time in years that I've not really been confident about Green Bay's offense. So I'll probably sit him until he can prove that he's going to get it going with, with those receivers. Um, otherwise, I think their offense is going to have to run through Dylan and, and Jones. But Interesting. Yeah. I think last year, if I remember rightly, they started off with a stinker game one last year um, and then turned it round. So it'll be interesting to see if they follow that trend, uh, it'd be difficult to see based on how they played this week. Yeah, no, true. I, I had more confidence, I think, though, than bouncing back last last year. I think that was probably a blip. Um, this was just strange, strange to watch. But again, it was just more Rogers's body language, his expressions. Uh, it just, I don't know, just doesn't look. Doesn't look like his heart's in it. I yeah. think if or if I just mention something on on Roger, I think it'd be interesting to see what happens when Lazard comes back. I think when he's got a bit, obviously they've got that familiarity. So I think he did definitely miss that familiarity at the weekend. So I think it'd be interesting to see when Lazard comes back, see what effect that has when he's got someone who I think would be their wide receiver one. I think he's got so he'll have his go-to guy to go to. So I think it might be interesting to see how Rogers copes when he's back. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely another dimension, isn't it? That it's a deep threat. It's someone he knows he can probably rely on. I think there was a couple of dropped catches from the rookies last week. Um, so without that, and without knowing for the defense that it's going to be Jones and Dylan most plays, that the defense can have to stay a little bit more balanced. Um, so Rogers is the eighth on projected points scored coming into week two. He's projected to score twenty-two points. That's the eighth highest among quarterbacks. So again, depending on who else you've got, who else, which other quarterbacks are in your roster, 
definitely be nervous to start him. But um, but yeah, it's, it'd be tricky and difficult to sit him, I'm sure. We'll have to see on that. Charlie, we'll come on to you and moving on to running backs. So the first one I'll put to you, Travis Etienne this week coming up against the Colts. Um, difficult one because I think James Robinson this week surprised a lot of people. Um, his workload and how efficient he was. I mean, we're still talking about the Jags, so we're not talking about world beaters here, but in terms of who's going to be their RB1, I think Robinson looked that way week one. Robinson with 11 carries, 66 yards and a touchdown, um, compared to Etienne with four carries, 47 yards, no touchdowns. So big difference in terms of carries and I think reception wise they were or targets they were they were very similar in terms of passing so for me I think we need to see how it plays out if Robinson has another game like he did this week uh, for me if I'd got Etienne I'd be sitting him yeah yeah I've got him so thanks for reminding me that Robinson were a lot better than him this week (laughs) Yeah, there were, there were a couple of plays, weren't there? It looked like Trevor Lawrence, I think, overthrew Etienne at one point. And, and then I think there was another play as well where Etienne could have had big points and then didn't. So, again, th- there's that potential there. But like we mentioned, playing against the Colts, how will that pan out? Didn't pan out well for Damian Pierce and the Texans' rush offence. So, whether it is a, a sit and wait, I'm sure Etienne will come good, whether it's the rest of the season. Um, but it doesn't sound like it'll be in a week two for you. I don't and know the second about one... Lawrence, though, do you? I mean, what what is Trevor Lawrence? I just don't, I just don't understand it. He tries to throw the pigskin off the ball when whenever he does, and overthrows people a lot. Just, I just don't get the hype on him at all. He's not got much longer left to try, has he? I think starting every game last season, you'd be lucky to get. Uh, I don't know what, 20 starts. And if, if you're not looking like you've got some real potential, um, <laughs> to say again, but Jags will be tanking again for, for another quarterback next season. So, yeah, we'll, so we'll go on to the second running back that I want to put to you, Charlie, and that's Corderell Patson. So up against the Rams in week two, off the back of a 22-point week last week. I, I, I've i got a bit of a soft spot for Cordell Patterson. I picked him up last year on waivers and he was basically my RB1 last season because Barkley didn't uh, didn't perform anywhere near like he did this week, uh, any of last year. So, uh, yeah, I became a bit reliant on him. Uh, so I have got a bit of a soft spot for him and he came good and I was kicking myself because... I was adamant that I wasn't going to take him this year. I was trying to go with my head and not my heart. Um, so I was a bit gutted that I didn't pick him up, especially when he performed like he did. Um, yeah, the the rest of the Falcons didn't really do a great deal. He, he seemed to be the like he did last year. He was the main guy, the go-to. So I think it'll be difficult this week against the Rams. But for me, I think you've got to start him if you've got him. Uh, if he's going to be that go-to guy, 
I mean, he's he's twenty two carries, uh, three catches for running back. What more do you want? Guy that's going to carry the ball twenty two times for you. He's going to pick up points. So, yeah, uh, he's got to start for me. He's also getting on a bit, and he's going to get tired by all that that workload as well, and that probably reflects on the collapse that the Falcons had after they went up. Again, they do it time and time again, the Falcons, but they get this big lead and then always blow it. So, uh, yeah, I think he's, he's great. Like you said, pro- start him absolutely. He's, um, he was fantastic last week. I think he'll probably continue that. But um, he's going to get tired as well. They need to give, give him a little bit of a break. Yeah, I've got I've got Patterson, and um, he was almost like a last minute sub in really off the, off the bench. There's not much talk of him all off season, as if like last season was, season was a one hit wonder. So I got him quite late on in the draft, and uh, and I think we just got to ride it, like you say, kind of whether he gets injured, whether he just kind of has a great first half of the season, first quarter of the season, but just got to keep riding that wave as opposed to putting in a rookie or putting in someone who we think should have a big a big week on an off chance. Um, and it did seem like Patterson did, like you say, they he just he was their workhorse. That's all they did. He just played him as a running back, three catches, but not quite the same impact that he did last season, lining him up everywhere. He was running back, and uh, and yeah, 120 yards, 22 points. Um, I definitely agree with with, sitting, with starting him as well. Midi, we'll come on to you, and we'll come on to the wide receivers. So the first one that I want to put to you is Juju Smith-Schuster. So up against the Chargers' defense in Week Two, on the back of 11 points last week, Are you starting or sitting, Juju? Um, I think I would. I'd be starting, but it'd have a little question mark next to it. Um, reason the question mark is there is the, the game is a, is the Thursday night game this week and he was on limited practice yesterday I'm not sure on the news today but he is still classed as questionable so I think obviously it'd be a late decision so it might be an idea to put put him as your flex position so you've got obviously depending on your league uh, whether you can sub in a, a running back which is obviously playing on Sunday or maybe a tight end depending what your league does uh, obviously you got the 11.9 points I think it was uh, this week um, against the against Arizona, which obviously Mahomes. Once you've got when you've got Mahomes throwing to you, you're probably going to get a few catch attempts. So I think there's always going to be points there for him. I think you're probably going to be looking at around about 15 points maximum. I think for for Juju, but against the Chargers, Chargers 320 yards they gave up um, at the weekend. Um, so I think there are going to be op- opportunities for Juju to catch. Uh, during the game, but I can't see him getting more than 15 points, to be honest. Yeah, good shout. I think uh, the way that he's going to throw it around Mahomes, Kelsey's going to be his number one receiver, isn't he? I'm sure Sky Moore will chip in with a fair few. Um, MVS will chip in with a few catches, even a touchdown here and there. Juju's going to be up there, maybe the number one pure wide receiver, uh, but but nothing too much more than that. And then the second one I'll put to you then, Midi, is Amari Cooper. So he's against Jets this upcoming week, and he scored just four points in week one. Um, I think I would take a punt. I think I think I would I would start again. I'd put him in the in the flex position. So if you want any last minute changes, then obviously you've got the options open. I don't think he can get any worse than four point seven 
points, I don't think. Uh, he had uh, six targets, only caught three of them. So that's not great. Only a 50% success rate. Only total of 17 yards, um, which obviously I can. it should be getting more than that every week. Uh, but against the Jets, Jets giving up, giving up 24 points uh, at the weekend. There is going to be opportunities there against the Jets' defence. So I think it all depends if Brissett, um obviously uh, aims obviously towards him. Uh, but I think it's going to be more than 4.7. Again, I would be looking at maybe between 10 and 15 points. So depending who you've got as your wide receiver, uh, one and two in your fantasy team, I think as a flex position, he is a good option. Yeah, I'd, yeah. Uh, Goalie is a resident Brown <laughs> fan. What's what's the inside? Yeah, no, completely agree. Um, Brissett's attempt to have a real good connection with uh, Donovan People Jones on um, on Sunday. He meant some of the contested catches that he he um, he grabbed and and got some really crucial first downs in in some crucial parts of the game as well were um, were excellent seen an interview with Brissett as well. He was so emotional about starting as an NFL quarterback again. And I think his emotions got got to him towards the beginning of the game and he started to settle as he got a little bit further. And and that last drive to get us in field goal range as well was uh, was brilliant from him. It's exactly what, what we needed and what we were been lacking for the last few years in, in the fourth quarter. But um, I think a lot of those early targets were going towards Cooper, and you're right, he was overthrowing him quite often. Um, and I think that was just down to his his emotions, his nerves, the moment, etc. I think as the season goes on, I think as he settles a little bit and they start to build a bit of a connection. Um, I mean, Cooper's an elite receiver, an elite route runner, so that's that's not changed. It just needs to get that connection with Brissett. So. Yeah, I think um, it could be worth taking a punt on him for for next week. Yeah, for next week against the Jets as well. So, I guess for all the hype around who the Jets drafted and for anyone else who's watched the Jets documentary or the series Flight 2022, you, you quickly get excited about a team where it makes them look like the decent, but, um, but they started awful last week. So, it, it might just be more of the same for the Jets to start with. I think did did didn't Cooper have a he had he played a big part in the the final drive I think to set up the field goal if I remember rightly I think he caught one of the key receptions to set up the long field goal at the end for the Browns. Yeah, that last drive they were they yeah. were excellent and um, executed it perfectly. And I mean, as a rookie, what a field goal that was as well. So I, I completely thought we'd blown it absolutely after Baker got them back into it. And don't get me wrong, Baker in his last I think final five drives was was unbelievable um I think he went something in the fourth quarter he went for something like 130 odd yards um a touchdown he ran a, a ran something in uh, he was five for six or something like that in that fourth, fourth quarter as well so he he was he was excellent and i thought yeah, it's just writing's on the wall here is he's brought them back from the dead and and they're gonna beat us and then yeah absolutely that last drive was a proper proper team effort Cooper absolutely a part of that and then um, yeah Cade York as a rookie what a leg son hmm. just Quite to bring literally. the Browns back down to earth it uh, wasn't wasn't Cooper predicted one of the highest scoring weeks uh, in fantasy and he got four points yeah, let's I'm not, not get too excited. Have you not been listening to what we've just been talking about? Nerves, nerves mate nerves. let's not get too excited about the Browns yeah <laughs> one week I think Browns are just happy that it's 1-0 against Baker Mayfield. Um, Charlie, finishes off. 
I would just summarise Steelers' first game of the season against the Bengals. Tough. They're uh, obviously the, a very good team. Um, yeah. It, they got to the Super Bowl last year. I don't think they're particularly going to do the same this year. We'll, we'll see. But defence were unbelievable. Um, high scoring, I think, in terms of fantasy by by a fair distance. Um, but for me, we've got to do more on offence. Yeah, I know we've got new quarterbacks and um, new system that they're playing to with those quarterbacks. But to come away with that many picks, uh, interceptions, the fumble recoveries, everything, to turn the ball over that many times and to, and to take it down, they shouldn't have even been in the game. By the third quarter, we should have been miles away from him. It should never have been an issue that we were relying on uh, Bozza's foot in overtime. Um, yeah, we gave him two chances at it, but we should never have. It should never have been in that position. So, yeah, worrying times, especially the fact that TJ is now going to be out. Although it looks like not for as long as first expected, they don't think it's a full tear on his pec. So. He could be back sort of four to six weeks, fingers crossed, because I think without TJ Watt, we go from an elite defence to just a good defence. Bang average. I think he's I, I think I think we've still got a good defence. I think players like Minka, um we've still got a very good defence, but when you've got potentially the best uh, defensive player in the NFL uh, out, that's going to make a significant difference to your team. So um, we'll see, we'll see how we get on. But I'm not, I mean, I'm not too positive. I mean, that game just defied logic of football. You usually win the turnover battle, you usually win the game. And like you said, it was ridiculous how many turnovers that that you created and how they still managed to, to get back into that game and almost win that game if if they kick a uncharacteristically of him as well. Um, doesn't miss those kicks. But, uh, yeah, ridiculous game. I mean, not quite a neutral because I didn't want either of you to win, but um, it, it was so, so, so fun watching the red zone, watching that game and how it turned out. It looks like you, you probably did just left. catch Bengals cold. <laughs> Catch him cold week yeah, one and get off to a great start. And yeah, as, as good as the defense is, they, they can't be relied upon to, to win the games. Maybe just hold it tight sometimes. But yeah, Trubisky, well, soon enough, pick it. Going to have to do uh, a lot more to support that defense. And I don't think Chase is a one-season wonder as well after that performance. He was unreal. And again, I think similar to Stafford only throwing to Cup. Um, it's the only time that he didn't throw an interception was when Burrow threw to threw to Chase. But again, he was just he was just ridiculous. Yeah, just a with, bit. With the Steelers' defense, for um, I was I actually had them this week, um, and obviously with 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 what being out for several weeks, it's going to be one of them things where do I pick another defense up or do I stick with the Steelers? I think that's a decision because they actually got twenty five percent of my total points, and I still managed to win. Which did massively help me out this uh, this week, which which was a bonus, especially when the person I was playing had. Luckily, their bench was full of points, which which even more helped me out. Works out. What are you doing? 
Are you getting rid of him? Patriots coming up in week two? Um, I, I, prob- I probably will stick. I think, like Charlie said earlier, I think there's still some other good players. I think it does turn them from an elite into a... But I think it's a high, good, a good average defence. I still think there's some... I st- I th- I'm, I'm thinking optimistically. I st- I'm still thinking there's going to be some good points there. If not, they'll get your standard, what, six to eight points, I think. How many uh, points did TJ get on his own? Oh, I don't know. They got... Um, I think they got about six, no, seven sacks it was in the end. Four interceptions, the early defensive uh, pick six, which obviously always helps the point score. So that, I can't that, remember. That to... catch that he did was ridiculous. When he, I, I don't know how he caught it. It was it was unbelievable. The, the guy it's all his pick. That's how he caught it. <laughs> And that's that, week one in the books. Pick of the bunch for week two has to be Chargers versus Chiefs in the early hours of Friday morning. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to send your fantasy tips, picks and spam to hello at 2 one ashcom See you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.